Greetings to you, my brothers and sisters. I have an exhortation that I wish to share with you this evening, and my prayer is that this edifies you, builds you up, lifts you higher than where you are right now. And I, I'm choosing to call this little exhortation turnt. I'm going to read from uh, John chapter 2, a couple of verses, and then I'll just begin to build this concept that I want to share with you. And the Bible reads, And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, They have no wine. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother saith unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And there were set there six water pots of stone, after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece. Jesus saith unto them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he saith unto them, Draw out now, and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom, and saith unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee, and manifested forth his glory, and his disciples believed on him. Jesus performed miracles. In fact, in this setting right here, this was the first miracle that Jesus did. And there's a couple of things that I want to highlight and point out to, to be considered. One, it was a wedding. It was a party. They were going to celebrate. And uh, they were drinking wine and they ran out of wine. I want to I note that this was not a life and death situation. This was not a dire need. It had more to do with honor or embarrassment than a life or death situation or a life or death need. Nobody was in bondage. Nobody was facing death. Nobody was sick. That wasn't the first miracle that Jesus did. The first miracle that Jesus did was turned water into wine. He turned it. And what's unique about it is that it shows the character of Jesus. It shows 
how deeply God is concerned with the things that we care about beyond just what our need is. Those were, these were not basic necessities that Jesus was catering to. It wasn't that somebody was starving to death. It wasn't somebody was thirsty and didn't have anything to drink. These people were at a party. They were at a wedding. They were having a good time. They've already drunk. They were full probably with with wine and full with food and the festivities and the partying and I imagine that there's music there and dancing and people laughing and having a good time and here in the midst of all of this the servants find out that they've run out of wine and Jesus's mother mother come mother <laughs> and Jesus's mother comes to 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 find out and she talks to Jesus and uh so Jesus, he's not in any obligation to do anything, but he's moved with compassion. And he sees everybody, this is me imagining, he sees everybody having a good time. And this is a wedding. This is a huge celebration. This is a man and a woman coming together under God to become one flesh, to start a family, start a new life, a new chapter, a new book. This is exciting. This is probably one of the biggest celebrations. Maybe Jesus foresaw the marriage supper of the Lamb and in His infiniteness and supply that never ends, He thought about His own wedding ceremony one day to His church. This is just speculation, but indulge me in it for a moment. And it moved Him to perform a miracle that was out of season, seemingly so. Because he said, woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. It's not yet my time to perform miracles. But he did it. He catered to not what would necessarily be a need, but a want. And he honored the bride and the bridegroom by turning the water into wine. In fact, his wine was so good that it impressed the person that was in charge. The governor of the feast was impressed with the bridegroom because he kept the good wine until now. If Jesus would go out of his way to perform a miracle, this was a miracle. If he would go out of his way to perform a miracle, at somebody's wedding, nothing that was dire. This was just a great blessing that he performed, a favor that he did. If he would do something like that for them, how much more would God meet our needs? How much more would God meet the things that we really need? Dire situations, circumstances where we really need God to move. We really need an answer. If Jesus was willing to move out of season, out of timing, so to speak, to do something wonderful for this couple, to set the precedence of his miracle working career, his miracle working ministry, and to showcase his glory, how much more will he do for us? How much more is God willing to turn our trouble into triumph? How much more is God willing to turn our sorrow into joy? How much more is God willing to turn our test 
into a testimony, to turn our weakness into a strength. How much more is God willing to supply every need that we have? How much more? If God would satisfy the want for the sake of saving this couple from embarrassment, for the sake of blessing them and, and wishing them off well, so to speak, into their new life, if God would go out of his way to do that, how much more would he do something for his children, those that bear his name, those that profess in faith, those that have identified themselves with his death, burial, and resurrection, those that endeavor to please him, how much more would Jesus be willing to turn your situation in your favor and make everything work out for your good? Let us be mindful of the power of God, but not just the power of God, the power of God working through his great love. And God does love us. I pray that his love would surround you right now, wherever you are. Father, I'm asking right now that you would release grace that you would send mercy to the listener in every area of need, in every area of desire. Release your power. No one even asked Jesus to do anything. They didn't even ask him, hey, we need you. But he performed a miracle. If Jesus would do that without, you even, without them even having to ask him, how much more is God willing, not just able, but willing to bless you, his child? Let us have faith in the compassion and deep, deep love of God. Grace be with you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ.